flagship broadcasting fee, and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. I've got a great show for you today. I'm very excited. Lots of fun things to talk about, including the Met. I love talking about the Met. The Metropolitan Museum of Art, that is. They have announced its theme for the 2019 exhibition, which is called Camp Notes of Fashion. That's their that's their theme for this upcoming, uh, for next year, for next year, for May. So basically, that is the Metropolitan Museum of Art, their annual gala, which if you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about this, it's always the first Monday in May. And in fact, there was a documentary made about this. And um, it is basically like the Super Bowl of the fashion world. So it's the who's who on the red carpet of actors, actresses, certainly lots of fashion people, models, etc. Um, in the everybody in the business looking amazing and they're going to preview the the exhibit for the first time and then it opens to the public after that and it usually stays open in, uh, through I think it's usually through October. Um, so and every year it's a different theme and it's always very exciting because a lot of some people try to dress to the theme and and do it well (laughs) and other people don't and just wear a fabulous gown on the red carpet but it's really the who's who of uh, the fashion industry that get to go and every year it is hosted by the one and only Anna Wintour and usually she has some other co-hosts this uh, this year next year it will be hosted by Lady Gaga Serena Williams and Harry Styles I'm excited and so that will open it will be May 9th through September 8th I know it's super early but I like hearing about what the theme will be. So again, that's camp notes on fashion. What is exactly does that mean? I'm not quite sure. I have, I have a couple of ideas of what they could mean. I was thinking camp is in campy, you know, like something that's sort of, it's kitschy or it's campy, or are we talking literal, like camp, <laughs> like summer camp? I don't know. So um, I have a feeling it's a bit of a play on words, and maybe it's, uh, you know, how to successful, uh, how to how to put things together um, super, super high-end and make it wearable. I, I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm not sure. So I'll have to do a little more research and to, to find out more about this, but it's exciting nonetheless. All right. So fall is here. With its arrival comes the return of classics, which are my favorite. Blazers, coats, cashmere, rich textures. Um, brands like Ralph Lauren, J. Crew, Chanel come to mind. Um, if we're talking the more affordable brands, the everyday shopper, Zara, Topshop, and H&M. And certainly lots of online brands, by the way, which I find myself shopping more and more. Brands like Amazon, Revolve, and ASOS. I, I think that these are the brands we look to for those closet staples. You know, every every just about every week I talk or at least mention trends going on in the fashion industry. And uh, today I wanted to talk a little bit about the classics because that's what, again, fall reminds me of the classics. Okay, now we're going to return to heavier fabrics and uh, more textures. So right away I think of blazers and coats and, and trousers. So I outlined today a few things. Make it really easy for you. I've got three must-haves for fall that should be in your closet, probably are already in your closet. I always advise my clients to shop your closet before you go shopping or before you even go out just to 
maybe come up with a new creative way to wear something, always shop your closet. You can turn it into something fun and, you know, rearrange stuff. And maybe you'll look at something in a different way or find a new way to wear something. So three must-haves. And if you don't have, this is a good time to invest. So first one's a classic cut overcoat. This is absolutely my favorite, especially for this time of year where it's kind of warmer during the day. It gets cooler at night. Um, you know, we're, we know before we can blink an eye, it's going to be freezing. We know that. Um, um, so I think an overcoat is like the perfect coat to transition you because then you can start to layer it with something underneath. You can add things over top, a vest or something. But my favorite is a overcoat in a solid neutral um, layer in a bag and a shoe, a classic cut bag and a shoe. And this really can go anywhere, anytime. This could be day to evening. This could be with jeans or a suede legging. Um, pair it with a little bit of gold jewelry for a modern twist. And it's a classic piece, but could look really modern. And again, it can work with almost anything. My favorite color, I have a camel coat that I bought uh, several years back from J. Crew. It's a classic cut, comes just to, I want to say just to my knee, right about to my knee. And it's camel color, one of their the coats that they have every year. I don't remember the name of it. Um, buttoned down the front. And I tell you, this coat has lasted me. I really, really, really love it. It's really lasted through the seasons. And I think it's, uh, it's definitely my go-to transitional piece for right now. Another piece that I love and would highly recommend, must have for your closet, a tweed blazer. My favorite, or I'm going to say just a great blazer. could be a wool blazer or corduroy blazer, um, but I suggest tweed just because I'm loving, loving that texture, and um, it really, it speaks for itself. Um, tweed blazers, it doesn't get any more classic than that, and this is, this is when I think of brands like Ralph Lauren, who really, really does it right. Um, add a pair of leather pants a white crisp blouse you look it looks so effortless it's chic it's you know do I want to say trendy no I want to say stylish I want to say it will never go out of style so um, tweed blazer leather pants uh, button down shirt or or tee even just a classic crisp tee my favorite combination or maybe it's a turtleneck um, add a bold lip color and you really you know you're tapping into that whole Parisian chic look I think that uh, the French women do so well so that's definitely one of my favorites another thing I'm thinking about this I ha- also have a tweed blazer um, that I've had for years I'm just thinking about this and uh, it's a it's in the green tones Something else, you know, it's I bought a classic cut specifically so that I wouldn't in a year or two down the line say, all right, well, it's not really, you know, on trend anymore. It's a very classic cut. And then I also have something similar in a boyfriend cut. So it's, you know, more of a boxier cut. So I've got those two options. One's very tailored. One's a little bit more boxy. But both of them work different purposes. Um, one, I probably wear a little bit more on weekend wear, the boxier one, because um, it's a little bit, like I said, a little bit bigger, a little bit square. And I like to put like a t-shirt underneath. The other one, the tailored one, I probably would wear. It looks a little bit more professional, although they both do. I think it really depends on how you, how you wear it. Um, but certainly something that could also go from day to night. And then the third thing is a suede booty and I'm gonna say leather too but I'm gonna say suede booty so 
I think this is something that is pretty, I, I don't know anyone that doesn't have a suede booty in their closet, but I think it's one of those things that can get lost in the sauce. So, you know, you can kind of, it's one of the things you might not look at. If you've got a comfortable booty or shoe, you kind of tend to just, you know, it's always there. It's reliable. It's there. Take a look at them. Does it need up? Maybe you need to update it. Maybe you need a new pair. Maybe even if you buy the same pair in another color or the same style, um, I think it's uh, important to have something something with a heel and something flat. This is just, I think it adds softness to a flowy dress, which I love. I love little booties and a dress. Or jeans and tee. Um, add color. I think this is something you can can be for work wear or weekend wear, but certainly a suede booty goes a long way. Can wear it with, with um, and, and, and again, anything, especially if it's got a heel. It can be worn with jeans. It can be worn with a skirt, a dress. It can be office appropriate. It can be casual. So um, something that I think we, I, I know I do. I kind of never really look at my boots. When I'm looking at boots, I'm looking at like the over-the-knee boot or the knee-high boot. I'm not really paying attention to the, the comfortable one. That's just, I, oh, yeah, I know I always have it. Sometimes I take a look at it, oh, maybe this needs to be updated or maybe, we, you know, it's uh, worn worn through. So it's that practical shoe that I'm talking about, that suede booty. And maybe you just need another color. Maybe if you've got black, you need brown or gray. So those are my three choices um, for fashion, for your closet uh, staples, must-haves for the fall. And I think with these three things, this is a great way. Now, this is a start, and you can build on these three must-haves, I think, and, uh, you know, get into things like suiting and skirts and trousers um, and pencil skirts. Those are all other really good uh, uh, must-haves and classic pieces. But, I mean, you've got to start somewhere. And, again, as I always say, shop your closet first. I think that's the important part. Pull out everything. See what you have. Use your smartphone. Take photographs. I always say this. If you're not, a, or make a list. But if you're not the type of person to make a list, t- easiest way is just to take photographs. So pull everything you have out when it's in question. If you can put it on and take a picture, even better. But even if you just lay it out, then when you go to the store, you've got it right there. Okay, this is what I have. This is one of the worst things. So I, I do this. So I get into a store, and I cannot remember for the life of me what color something is or the shade of something oh i'm trying and you're trying to match it you know you're trying to buy something that will fit in when you're buying something new that's different but when you're trying to buy something okay i need a blazer all right well what are you what are the bottoms that you're matching it to or what do you mostly wear you know are you going to buy a bright orange blazer if you're never going to wear that you know if your wardrobe is mostly black and grays all right well what what kind of blazer are you going to going to buy. So um, I tend to forget what's in my closet. By the way, keep in mind, I'm looking at lots of other people's closets. So this happens. It kind of crosses over. And uh, the best thing to do is to take a photograph. I have a little file in my phone that um, has, I have a wish list file that's always running um, of pictures, you know, screenshots that I they take and put there. That's mainly for my husband, <laughs> so I can send it to him. Um, but also for me, as I'm running along, if I run into something that's on my wish list, I can purchase it. Um, but I also have um, things that I'm shopping for and pictures, so I remember. So, I'm going to chime in for a second. Okay. Just be careful when you're taking photos like that that you use the flash because if you don't, the, the lighting that's in the room may not be um, yep. 
your most common lighting situation. It won't definitely be an outdoor lighting situation. Right. Whereas the flash will give you color that is similar to what you'd see outdoors. Right. Good point. Good point. Yeah. And then when you get to the store, now you're really getting screwed up because the color looks different. And you're in a store where there's fluorescent well, lighting true, probably. Too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that, Although yeah. they're trying to do better about that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are. I agree. Especially in fitting rooms. Um, I rarely try things on anymore. And it used to be for, one time. I usually don't have time. But two, the lighting was for that reason. Mm. Um, and I usually just am running in and running out and onto the next place. Um, but that's a good point. Mm. So, um, yeah, take a picture. Or at least by a window where there's natural lighting where you really can see that's a good point the too. Uh, sure. yeah the color that's i don't I, every time i run into this problem and i think to myself well i think you're holding yourself to too high a standard here i can't imagine anybody that could keep a color in their head that perfectly the, the yeah, tone of the color the tone right yeah. right and i'll i mean i obviously will remember what i'm thinking but in my mind i'll say well what shade of blue is that is it more mm. turquoisey and it never fails but when i take a picture i bring out the picture that definitely helps and so, um, you know, when you're trying to match something, I think that's one of the harder, harder things to do. Right. All right. Well, uh, I have my fashion glossary today, Bob. I'm glad you're back. But actually, I'm going to take a quick break oh, first. Good. I can study up. So study up. Yes. <laughs> We're going to test your knowledge and play along with me. I'm, I've got some good terms. Let's see if you know. But uh, we'll take a break first. So stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677. Or visit them at adcorpmg.com. Adcorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. All right, I've got my fashion glossary with me. Bob, we're going to test your knowledge. (laughs) Here we go. You're the guinea pig. (laughs) Actually, I found something new that I did not know, too. Oh, how can you expect me to know this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. First uh, fashion word or words is crow's feet. And I'm not talking about the ones around my eyes. Crow's feet. Do you know what that might be? Oh, I'm assuming it's a similar thing with, I don't know, on leather or, I don't know. (laughs) Um, It's actually a sewing term. And it is the triangular stitches traditionally made at the ends of pockets or darts on tailored garments used to sew. It's used to sew a hidden strength to points of stress. So around the pockets would be like a triangle, almost like crow's feet. I think I have seen that. Yeah, you know, like the crow's feet. I'm then pointing to my eyes, (laughs) (laughs) which I do have. Um, Yes, so yeah, it's really a sewing term. I'm like, okay, I I could picture it and I understand it. 
Um, but yeah, something to reinforce, basically. I didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You might get this one, though. Second fashion term, gaucho. Gauchos. Isn't that very wide uh, pants? Yes. Okay. Ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yes. So loose-fitting trousers, stopping at or below the knee. Now, gaucho, I don't have the history. I should have. I should have. I was reading this, and I should have written this down, but I didn't. This has a whole background. You know, this started with cowboys and, uh, you know, their loose-fitting clothing and on and on and on. It has a whole history of the gaucho pant. But... Um, yes, we know it as loose-fitting trousers made for women primarily, mm. and uh, yeah, somewhere around the knee. I've had people say I've I've seen pants called gauchos that were above the knee, and I've seen them just below the knee. So I'm not sure. I always thought it was below the knee, but I've seen them called gauchos. And yeah, I would think of below the knee too. Below the knee, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've seen it, you know, just in retailers. So I don't know if that's just their terminology hmm. or. Whatever. All right. So you're one for one. All right. Next one. You might get this one. Fashion glossary term is Peter Pan collar. So what exactly does it look like? Obviously, it's a collar. Well, isn't that kind of a rounded uh, where it folds down? It's kind of rounded. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. (laughs) So it's shaped to fit the neckline. It's a flat collar with sort of soft curved corners. Yeah. Yeah. So I was. Uh, I have heard that's an old term. Yes, it is. Okay. It is. It is. Yeah. I and I think there was a lot of this popular in the. I'm going to take a guess here. I'm trying to think of Peter Pan like 60s. I'm going to say. I'm thinking 50s? you could say that easy enough because yeah. that 50s, strikes me when 60s. I heard the term first. Yeah, 50s, 60s. I'm going to guess. I'm thinking of in my mind. I'm picturing Lucille Ball. I'm picturing June Cleaver. I'm picturing you know when when I was watching those shows, the dresses that they would wear, mm-hmm. very 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 tailored dressers, and then flared out. And I'm thinking at the top was this little soft rounded Peter Pan collar. Mm. That's what I'm picturing. Yep. Maybe. Uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but that's so. So that would really be more like 50s, yeah, not 60s, or maybe it went into the 60s crossover. I don't know. Well, it's still around to some degree, right? Yeah, yeah. So Peter Pan collar, I like that one. Um, all right, this is another. Speaking of neckline, a sweetheart neckline. Do you know what that is? Oh, wait a minute, it's a sweetheart neckline. <laughs> oh no, this one I don't think I'm going to get. No, no, I can't imagine. Sweetheart neckline. Yeah, I guess it could. I guess if you don't know, it could be. Uh, it could be. It could throw you off. <laughs> All right. It was. It's basically shaped with a curve. Um, it goes like this. Okay, I'm showing Bob with my fingers. So it's has a rounded edge, almost like resembles the top half of a heart. So picture that top half of a heart on the bust. So kind of a V in the middle and oh. then a round. Yeah, like And that's that. called a sweetheart necklace. Yes. But does that mean that then it's off the shoulder then? Um, you mean strapless? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Oh, okay. it, you could have straps too, but it could be. And oh. I know this just because of my dance costume. Sometimes we do a sweetheart neckline, and I do have straps. You know, it's not a strapless costume. So, yeah, it could. Yeah, because you, you're moving a lot. You couldn't well, no. take a chance on Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Those costumes are made for they're, – they're like superhero costumes. Mm. They're really like you're locked and loaded in it just, uh, despite – the, the uh, amount of fabric used, you know, because it's sometimes often a small 
dress or costume, but mm-hmm. it's really all locked and loaded. So, yes, that is a – so it's shaped with a curved bottom edge. resembles top half of a heart, and that's the neckline. Um, I wonder where that came from. I guess because of the heart. I don't know. I mean, that really looks – when I – picture that i picture a 40s or 50s yes. gown on a woman yes 1940s yes, yes, yes. or 50s yeah, yeah yeah i would agree yeah oh i'm thinking like or even earlier old glamorous movie star old yes. hollywood yeah. yeah i'm thinking in the movie definitely 40s 50s i would say i would say 50s okay. 40s i wouldn't say 20s i think no, that, that was seems still to go too far back, yeah. yeah fringy flapper mm-hmm. 30s i would say 40s 50s yeah you're i'm sure you're right really glamorous look hmm. so it and you know of course that can be exaggerated it can be a deep plunging v as we see on celebrities on the red carpet that can be you know it can be taken different ways and it can be like i said strapless or no straps, but it's really about the heart shape, the roundness um, on the bust line. So, sweetheart neckline. All right, next one. This is the one I didn't even know. So, I'm going to spell it first because it's spelled A R M S C Y E, but it's pronounced arms eye. Holy cow. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Any kind of a hint? Um, I can't give you a hint. Oh, not even a hint? (laughs) No. Uh, It's a Scottish term in origin. (laughs) Jeez, no, I really should know it, but I don't. Arm sigh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, but I didn't even know this either. So this refers to the armhole opening in a garment. So basically, in, in tail, it's a tailoring term for the pattern shape. So when the armhole is connected to the bust, this is, this is the part. It's called the arm's eye. That's what it's referring to. Armhole opening in a garment. Oh, okay. Yes. I didn't realize that that was like a separate piece of material. Well, yes. If you th- I thought about this, and I hmm. thought, if we're talking about a a term for a pattern shape. You know, if your pattern, if you, if you're making a jacket, it's a pattern. So you've got to have the pattern for the sleeves, mm-hmm. the front, the back. It's all different pieces that you're now putting together. Right. So that makes sense. So they say, oh, the the arms eye is where this is connecting. The sleeve is connect. The opening, the hole is connecting to, to the, the bodice. The bodice. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I like that word. Bodice. <laughs> bodice. You got <laughs> bodice. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was interesting, and so I learned something new. Um, but I didn't know this was a Scottish term in origin. But I started to think about that, and I started to think about kilts, and uh, I was actually thinking of the, uh, the show Outlander, which I've watched, and I was thinking of the wardrobe on that show, and uh, mm. because they have lots of layers, you know, and the... They do. I don't know, yeah, what yeah. is the thing called that they wear? The sash. Ba- sash, banner, well, I don't yeah. know what it is, the thing that they wear across that's usually the uh, traditional family's plaid. I know each family sometimes right. has a plaid. Or tartan. A tartan, yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about all of the layers. Is it is it cold in Scotland? Is that why? Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Primarily? It is actually, yeah. Primarily, kind yeah. Of, yeah. People complain about the rain in, in London. Yeah. Well, this is much northern of that. <laughs> right, right, so, right. That's right. Yeah. It's way north. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's on my list to go to, by the way? And when I go, I'll know what an arm's eye is, mm-hmm. <laughs> in case I run into any tailors. <laughs> you would, if anybody would. <laughs> Maybe, probably, yeah. yeah. You know, I should ask my tailor if she knows what this is. There I'm going to test her. She definitely knows some of these words. She's even sometimes used words that I don't know, but I can figure out. So how did you learn about this word? I looked this up. 
What, but why? Uh, was, did somebody use it? Or? No. No, I saw it somewhere, and then uh-huh. I just looked it up. I don't remember where I saw it. But it was I was reading about something about being something being tailored. So I knew it was a tailoring term, and then I looked it up, and I found it. And I was like, oh, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, something new. I also didn't know crow's feet either. I mean, I kind of guessed it was a, sort of a stitch of some sort, hmm. but I didn't really know for sure. Hmm. For sure. Um, okay, this one's easy. How about knife pleat? Well, that sounds like a very sharply folded pleat. Yes. I think, uh, but does it matter how many of them are? I mean, doesn't matter how many, but it matters the um, size of it. It's usually very skinny, oh, very okay. skinny, like like someone took a knife and cut the pleats in. So, picture a skirt, a pleated skirt. I would give you that one. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so yeah, a pleated skirt usually can be you know like an inch or even thicker. But when you see it's really really skinny little pleats, it's mm. called a knife pleat. Hmm. So usually, obviously, something on a skirt or a dress, um, you will see that. Um, so what else do I have? Okay. Uh, all right, this one you'll definitely know. Um, oh. Well. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. If I like your confidence. <laughs> but you're doing good. You're doing good. Um, all right. How about? No, you'll know that one. I don't know. Um, gosh, I don't know. How about? Uh, <laughs> I'm stumping myself. I don't know. Um, how about bat wing? Oh, I've heard that said. Yeah, we've talked. You- we've talked about this before. Bat wing. Uh, mm, mm. You know it. Yeah, I think I should, but I'm like uh, I'm having, having trouble right okay, now. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Um, it's usually found. It's on a top. Okay, kind of figure. <laughs> that much in my head, and I was wondering, is this? Well, think is of this a bat. something got to do with the arm shape, but yes, keep it coming. Think yeah. of a bat. Think of well, a bat. Are, oh, so there's a lot of flowing material under the arm yes. if you lift the arm up. So, yes, yes, yes. All right. All right. All right. You got, I'll give you that one, okay. definitely. How about that? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly that. So it's basically similar. You've also heard me say doldrum sleeve, which is similar. Oh, no, I have not heard you say that. Oh, okay. Oh. So it's similar, similar to that. It's basically the arm, instead of the sleeve being a fitted, you know, fitted around your arm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's extra fabric that goes from under your arm to the side of the top. So, okay. yeah, so think of like an angel wing. So if you spread your arms out, you'd have like extra loose fabric that's kind of flowy. It's really... So done. how do you distinguish between an angel wing and a bat wing? I think it's the same thing. Okay. Uh, in my <laughs> opinion. I mean, I think it's the same thing, yeah. And it's all about the seam. There's like no seam. So oh. that's, uh, yeah. So it's basically just, well, angel wing sounds prettier. So oh, it certainly does. <laughs> as opposed to bat wing. <laughs> yeah. All right, you did good. Good job, I did Bob. okay. You did good. You did good. Just all right. <laughs> You'll have to study. That's right. All right. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for listening. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH.
The station you grew up with, 1490 WGCH Greenwich. Death toll rises. U.S. pastor freed in Turkey. I'm John Trout. I expect the fatality count to climb today and tomorrow as we get through the through the debris, and I'm very frustrated by that. There's FEMA Administrator Brock Long. At least 12 people reported dead in the aftermath of Hurricane Michael. Authorities expect that number to 